Angela Gallner. And I am Lindsay Stidham. And we want to be better feminists. <laughs> Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Being a human is tough. Being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other. That's right. So let's get talking. Welcome to the Clam Bake Clamps. Yay. Uh, quick clam check-in. How, how's your clam, Ange? Oh, my clam is uh, good. It's um, lubricated, but not sexually. It's lubricated with a little bit of wine. <laughs> we have guests in the booth in person for the first time in a long time. And they're so laughing. And they're laughing. So I feel energized. I feel like that's why we sound extra crazy. We haven't done a drunk episode in a long time. We haven't but, had a uh, episode. <laughs> in a while, nor have we had people in the booth with us in a while. It's been so, way, way too serious business yeah. lately. And I'm also feeling really like, you know, brush my hair to the side because we're about to finish a draft of a new script and we're feeling good. Yeah, feeling yesterday like was doing so, the business. Yesterday was so fun. Yeah. Talking about beavers. That's all I'm going to say. Beavers. That's all I'm going to say about that. How's your clam, Lynn? Uh My clam's pretty good. You know, the use. Too busy. Right. Got a date tomorrow. I Your clam's just running around, <laughs> spinning in circles. Spinning in circles. Got a date tomorrow. I don't want to go on. Sorry, don't sorry, go. friends. Sorry, friend. If you're listening, don't to this go. Podcast. If you don't want to go on a I date, don't, don't go. go. Your time is precious. It's so precious. Your clam is precious. Fuck. What do I do? You just say, "Hey, dude, I'm not feeling it." He sent me like text messages like he's my boyfriend for the past week. Just be like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I got other stuff to do." All right. Anyway, that's okay. how my clam is. Great. Freaking Good out talk. about that. Good talk. <laughs> Anyway, we have two amazing guests oh. in the booth with us today. Um, we have the Heather Brewster and the Samantha Hamilton. And we're really excited today. Um, we are talking about something that is near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Um, uh, something we touched on a, a little bit briefly with our previous guest, Alexa Curtis, um, yes. on the other side of, of the realm. But we're going to be talking about why a content, young adult content, creating content for the amazing, brilliant uh, generation who is hopefully going to save us from the nightmare that is 45. <laughs> and uh, No pressure, no pressure. And this like crazy <laughs> digital revolution that is happening in the entertainment industry. Um and these two like badass ladies who are navigating this wild, wild west of a space, um, and just blazing trails and taking names and yeah. Should really I stoked. should I give a little bio on Sam and you give a little bio on Heather? Please, yes. All right. So Samantha uh, Hamilton, she loves the Game of Thrones, um, maybe a little too much. She plays uh, video games, Mario Kart, Double Dash, GameCube. I'm like we're like we're all like, I'm like what? literally speaking a different language. <laughs> double Dash? That sounds like a Nickelodeon teen game. No, I'm just Double Dash is the best of all the Mario Karts. Oh, in my really? Opinion. In my opinion. So. Awesome. And she's also currently working in the for the digital entertainment studio New Form, and they specialize in badass mid-form content for millenni millennial audiences who watch shows on emerging platforms. Yay! She used to work at Super Gravity, which is how we met her. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Heather Brewster is, uh, you sent me a, like a, a Cliff Notes bio and then like a full bio, but I'm going to read your Cliff Notes first because I think it's really funny. <laughs> well, she's an exu a, a producer and executive, uh, a development executive um, exec primarily focused on kids and young adult programming because uh, she's basically forever 17 and she loves it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she plays on an adult women's basketball league. Hashtag Space Glam. Is that what it's called? Yes, Space Glam is our team name. You'll have to come to games. Oh my God, that needs to be a movie, actually. Uh, Were you in the documentary? That no, that was Rebecca? about a different team. Dif different team. But I am in that league. Oh, There's an all-female dance team. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I have a bunch of friends who play in that league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should come to games. Oh my I know. I want to. I want to. We got to do that sometime. Tom Selleck was her first crush. Fact. Fun fact. Mustache. My aunt is his cousin. What? Boom. Which aunt? The one that I've met? My step-aunt. Wait, so you're related well, to that mustache? Well, vaguely to that mustache, yeah. Damn, girl. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of the podcast for this week. <laughs> yeah, <we're done. laughs> um, 
Heather also eats French fries for dinner at least three nights a week, uh, which I tend to frequently do as well. Like, why not? Yeah, that's you're a, a grown point. ass woman. If you want to have French fries for dinner, have Hell French yes. fries for dinner. Solid They're the choice. best food. After period. Trunk got Trunk, that's a better Trump. name than Trump. <laughs> After he who must not be named, uh, you know, finagled, snuck his way into the presidency, I ate pizza for breakfast for like a straight week and a half. That's what I did all of 2002 and probably three. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes you need to. Um, she Heather is currently working with Kesha Digital Studios. She is the VP and head of development. Um, uh, she once worked for Smoke Bomb and Shaftesbury Entertainment, which is how we met her. She oversaw strategy and development for Digital First Original Content in Los Angeles. She was also the founding content executive for Full Screen's SVOD service, where she spearheaded original programming, overseeing such series as Alex Women and Dinah Girl, Filthy Preppy Teens, along with Full Screen's first feature film, O2 Forever. That would be hashtag O2L Forever. God damn it, I ruined it. Oh, I'm, I'm bad at reading. You're going to have a lot of really angry 17-year-old girls Fuck. tweeting you. Well, this is what happens when I start drinking wine before we start recording. Reading is hard. Reading is hard. Um, Heather spent five years developing and producing content for TV, film, and digital at Dolphin Entertainment, as well as the director of development and production, including two seasons of Canadian Screen Award nominee for Best Youth Series. What's up? What's up, Warthogs? What? That's hilarious. For the Family Channel. That's amazing. I thought I really like that name. Uh, Are during you your just <laughs> reading this right now? Girl, I'm as prepared as you. <laughs> Dolphin received nominations for Digital First projects from the Streamies, WGA, and ATPE, and secured a spot at the uh, Sypnosis Digital Model D Award finalist. That is one hell of a resume. Damn, nice bio. Yeah. I did not write that for myself, so <laughs> thank but, you. But you're an impressive woman, and so are you, Samantha. I mean, I'm mostly playing Mario Kart, so. <laughs> Double dash. I'll take, I'll take you. Out <laughs> Double dash. Double dash. Exclusively. Double dash. Um, I just learned awesome. so many cool new digital words. Yeah. <laughs> that was full of There words. is a lexicon. There yes. Is. So many acronyms. Well, for those of you listeners who um, aren't in the entertainment industry, um, there's this whole new sort of platform that's coming out of the fact that there's been a big change from, you know, film, like film, film, to digital film to make a movie on your iphone exactly yeah. and with that it's given the power sort of back to the creators and you know anyone can really make anything anytime they want to and there are like endless platforms in which to show your work which is really really cool um so it's created this like kind of new upcoming landscape and it feels like everyone's kind of figuring out how this is going to work going forward and how to monetize and how to you know, it's it's like allowing um, different studios to reach really, really specific demographics, and I think it's a big part of this like boom, this like it's an age of it's TV the 1970s we're having. It's cool. And the 2017. Yeah, it's a really time to be a rebel. It's a really exciting time. It it's very punk rock. These are the ladies you need to know if you're in that world. Yeah, yeah. But no segue. No segue. This is the question Great. we always ask everybody. We gotta get into the questions. Uh, <laughs> we always ask everybody this question when we start: Is are you a feminist? Why or why not? I mean, I would answer that with a hell yes, I'm a feminist. Um, I actually did my senior thesis film, uh, it was called the, the F Word, and I went around campus asking that question to basically anyone I saw. Oh, cool. Oh my God, that's so cool. Was it a documentary? Yeah, it was a documentary. I want to watch it. Did you watch it anywhere? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's on my Vimeo, I want to say. Do people still look at Vimeo? Cool. Yeah, I put yeah. all my sure. videos on Vimeo still. Like, um, like but yeah, I went through that like classic... Ew, feminist, what a bad word to, like, oh, my God, I was a fucking idiot. Like, it just means that you want equal rights. Um, that's pretty simple. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Now, this feels like a lot of pressure. You can say no. It's totally fine. I'm literally schwitzing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hot in here. Uh, yes. Like, yes. If you're not a feminist, like, why? I don't understand. I don't mm. even have any words for it. Uh, though I will say, I wouldn't 
have identified myself as a feminist till probably only a couple years ago. I would have said, oh, I'm a humanist. Everyone deserves everything. And like still believing all of those things. But I do believe that like specifically when I was growing up, like feminists certainly had a negative connotation to it and meant something very, very different. Um, and I think now obviously times have changed and are different and there's a lot of more things that are relevant to our generation. So yes. Feminism. Was there something specific that like triggered that change in your brain for you? Uh, I married a Canadian. <laughs> Good job. God. Congratulations. That's so smart. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. That yeah, I, I literally <laughs> put that status on my Facebook today. I was like, Dear Canadians, I'm an American and I might not have health care soon. I'll marry any one of you. Do you want to be got, my sister in law? Yeah, totally. I uh, guess I should ask consent. So of my I'm so <laughs> single. I'll try anything. Um, <laughs> but I got really attacked about it. Like, people are like, Healthcare in Canada is not free. It's a misconception. This and that and the other. And I'm like, I get it. Healthcare is complicated. Every Everywhere, but I'll still take Canadian if you're out there. Anyway, you married a Canadian. Yes. <laughs> that, that's kind of a joke, but it's half true. I think it was just about like being somewhere else other than my own bubble. I lived in Toronto for a bit, um, and that's where I met him. Mm -hmm. And it's just always interesting to see dif different people's perspectives on something that you thought was one thing and really it's something else and like he just keeps me like real he's like real with me i'll say something and he's like wait 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 wait. <laughs> what did you really mean by that but um yeah i mean ultimately i always grew up and i was like encouraged and my mother raised me in a way that was a very feminist way but that was a very naughty naughty word mm -hmm. yeah not anymore not anymore although i think some people still think it's naughty but hey they should go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but it's back in fashion again a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Well, let's start with, like, the biggie. Um, what is it like being, and this is a broad question, but what is it like, what has it been like for the two of you being women in this incredibly male-dominated industry? Big size. Well, big size. luckily, I mean, I get to work at a company that is 60% female, which in our industry is just, I don't know if there's another company. I actually really don't. Yeah, and that's new form digital. And that's new form, yeah. Uh, we dropped the digital. Oh, you dropped the digital. Well, new form. And it's kind of great because it's become redundant. Like yes, yes. Er, the TV, traditional TV, Netflix, you know, full screen, like it's all TV, it's all shows, it's all content. So mm -hmm. we've decided to drop that digital. But, um, but yeah, so luckily I get to work in this great woman-filled environment, but, um, but even then I, I see where it's so important to have that woman in that development room just for that alternate perspective, not even just to like check a box. Um, and I think that kind of uh, goes across the board for all kinds of diversity, right? Mm -hmm. Like especially in that specific room where our stories are starting to be made. Um, are we allowed really to tell important. full on the story of how we met you? Sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Because, okay. like, speaking of being the only <laughs> female development executive. Yes, I didn't always work at a female-centric right. company. Yeah, so Angela and I have a script called Super Slut. Still trying to make it. If you want to write us a check, let us know. Hashtag Super Slut. Hashtag, Hashtag Super, super slut. slut. Hashtag money. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we met two, I have to say, incredibly woke male development yes, executives. they were amazing. Yes. They were amazing yes. guys at Super yes. Gravity. Yes. Yeah, it was so woke that they were like, oh, if we're going to work on a script that deals with sexual assault, we should have a lady in the room. And, <laughs> and honestly, that's how I got the chance to move up from, I'm not sure if I was assistant or coordinator at that time, but this your script really allowed me to move up to manager of development because so they, glad. yeah. They that's were, really cool. I didn't know that. That's yeah, because awesome. that was the first kind of development project I was the development lead on where they said, we can't give notes on this script. We are men. We are old. They're not that old, but they, we they're are not that old. But we are. <laughs> they're pretty young. <laughs> we are older white guys. Yeah. Like you need to give the notes on this script, and obviously, I super appreciate that. And just the fact that they were aware of that is yeah. really incredibly cool. rare. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Times are changing. It's but awesome yeah, I to think that, that shows that, like, you know, when you live in a liberal city, things do move. It feels slow, but hopefully, we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was able to, um, to to move up because I was the lead on your guys' script. Amazing. Very awesome. Yet simultaneously, I do have to say, I have not met female executives, uh, more female executives than I have fingers. Like, I've met less than mm. ten. Less than mm. ten. 
Heather, how about you? I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being a woman, having a clam in this industry? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I think I'll start with it's definitely gotten better, at least in, of course, like this is not, uh, I hate to generalize, this is my personal experience. Sure, of sure. Course. Yes. So, like, um, you know, I when I started out, I would find myself sitting in rooms, again, like filled with, especially when you're working in the more of the traditional linear space, um, in rooms with guys like north of 50, mostly white dudes, trying to, not trying to, uh, expressing their thoughts on scripts and content for not only younger audiences, but younger skewing female audiences, everywhere from like tween content to you know, what we now call millennial. I just want to see the room of, like, a bunch of really old dudes talking about, like, like, like well, Twilight or, like, some, you know, like, really young, you know, it just sounds like comedy to me. how do you send a text me. message? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is I used to, there used to be this one person who will remain unnamed trying to squeeze into the digital space, and he would consistently refer to it as the blogosphere. Like the whole the whole of the internet was just referred to as the blogosphere. Yikes. Like I took everything in me not to burst into laughter in every meeting. I just I couldn't. Um that that's a very tame example. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, it is getting better and it's great that there's more examples of, you know, females that are in rooms, not only in development but in other leadership positions. Uh, and then also, too, specifically in digital, there's a really great community mm -hmm. of women execs that genuinely support each other, and we want to see each other succeed, and we want to groom up-and-coming uh, women to be executives as well and to have a seat at the table. And that is something that I feel like when I entered this space in, like, 2006, uh, that didn't really exist. So, of course, there's always issues. Um, there's still a patriarchy it still is definitely a male dominated world but it's been really wonderful to see especially again in digital mm -hmm. um the more and more women have a seat at the table and again it's just like it's a really wonderful community to be a part of like you know i think assumptions that are made a lot of times is when you have more women working together it's more catty and backstabbing and fill in the blanks of all of the negative connotations uh, that come along with that. But, like, I ha I personally have not had that experience working with women, you know, um, above me, below me, next to me. It's really just been – I've been very lucky, I feel like, to be a part of a supportive community. Yeah. Are there any organizations that women working in the business should know about that are particularly nurturing uh, to other women? I mean, we have a lot of Facebook groups going in random email chains. I, that might not be the answer that you're <laughs> looking yeah. for. No, Facebook um, groups have literally saved my life in the last year. No yeah, joke. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's <laughs> word of mouth. Again, like, it's not really looked at as competitive. Like, you know, you meet another female executive or creative, and it's like, hey, I have this drinks networking event that's coming up next month. I'm going to invite you and bring you along and introduce you to other people. Like, hey, what do you need? Like, what are you looking for? You know, it's not the type of place where you get shut down if you need a favor. Like, I might get a script that comes in and I'm like, oh, this isn't really right for what I'm looking for, what I'm doing. I have no problem picking up the phone and calling someone at New Form, for instance, <laughs> and being like, hey, man, like, I think this might be something that you'd be into. And vice versa. Like, I've had Kathleen uh, call me and send me scripts to be like, hey, like, this isn't right for us. How about you? And in most circumstances that's looked at as the competition or for instance you know in more traditional spaces um or just across the board everyone is different <laughs> making generalizations but you know um it's very petty and it, i i've been in situations where it's like company down like no let's auction this let's take this off the market so no one else gets it when there's no one to actually make it mm. yeah. uh, that's not the vibe here it's mm -hmm. very much like a win for you and your career or like you and your company is a win for us as a community and a larger ecosystem that we're kind of building up. That's awesome. That's really cool. But I Very also nice have horror stories. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sure. But yeah. If you want to tell one, you're no. welcome to. But, but it's also sensitive stuff. Yeah. We also totally no it. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like super on the light, you know, we can kind of 
talk a little bit about is like you know just having a meeting with maybe any kind of male and then at the end of the meeting when they go and they shake every male's hand and they get to you and for some reason they hug you oh yeah. that's interesting that's a thing that's happened to me a couple <laughs> times now and it's just like very interesting i don't huh. know you why did you come into the hug especially when i'm last in line of the shake yeah, yeah. Um, that's never happened to me really? i'm an aggressive hugger what? i hug other people oh, okay but also you have a very kind disposition so, so maybe oh my god <laughs> I, I i ranted to my friend as soon as this happened the most recent time it's happened to me and she literally said well you are pretty huggable <laughs> i was like victim blaming yeah <laughs> <laughs> How dare you call me huggable? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, you know, there's, like, normal things. Like, being They're called sweetie, being dismissed yeah, for a note, being told, like, you don't understand what this audience wants. And I'm like, and you do, 50-year-old white man yeah. with no children and fill in, again, all the other blanks. Um, but even, so I was, I had a... I had a pitch meeting with a very, very famous A-list actor who, again, will remain unnamed. We're like 10 minutes into it. Um, and he looks at me and he goes, okay, like, when is your boss coming? <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. And I was like, oh, no, I'm her. <laughs> and he, you would have thought that I puked in his <laughs> face. Like, he was, I don't know if it was offended, confused, a mixture of both. But, like, the tenor of the meeting totally changed, and yeah. it was just like, nope, I'm not having any of this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Ew. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's some bullshit right there. That is some bullshit There's right there. a lot there. of that surface level stuff. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. That's an, that's an incredible story. Well, you two are both working in, like, what we call, like, the, the YA sphere, right, young adults. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that means exactly and what has drawn you to working in that sphere? Because that's where Lindsay and I find ourselves as creators, like, really interested in that space, too. Yeah, I'm going to let Sam answer first while I pour more <laughs> wine. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, well, to be honest, I don't actually like the term YA or mm. young adult because content is content mm -hmm. and we've learned that 17 year olds will watch game of thrones and 28 year olds will watch River riverdale that's a really mm -hmm. really good i've um, been 30 and i just watched all of riverdale in like three days so yeah it's, it's yeah amazing. and like i devoured 13 reasons oh, why yeah. oh i devoured yeah. that as well yeah in an instant um and i'm pretty sure there's a lot of 17 year olds watching i don't know walking dead and oh all totally that. like um but, I mean, this is, like, our upcoming generation, and so we, I have hope for them, right? Mm -hmm. they, are, they are hopefully our saviors, um, and I want to make as diverse stories as possible and help kind of, I don't know, nurture those young minds, I guess. I'm not really sure. Is there a better term than YA or no? I don't know. I just feel like it's right now limiting. content is it's king. Con oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the best stories are the ones that are going to prevail, mm -hmm. especially when we're, you know, there's so much out there. We're so, there's just there's so much, so much. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and so while we are targeting the quote unquote young audience, I don't really kind of put them in a box because they're a lot smarter than the term YA would say they are. Right. And they're consuming content in completely different, different ways, ways that nobody has ever consumed content before. Mm -hmm. so they're doing like it on the fly. They're doing it on their phones. They like YouTube videos that are 10 minutes and under. Um, but then sometimes they do like to sit down with their family and watch a nice 30-minute. Totally. You know, and they will pay money for people they love. Yes. Over and, they, and over and, and over again. And if, if they're invested in someone, you know, they, they, will, they will pay for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They might be paying them directly maybe on their venmo who knows <laughs> yeah. everybody just start taking venmo already yeah <laughs> for real get with the program everyone who goes out to eat in los angeles my <laughs> my sister didn't know what venmo was and my mind exploded oh. i was like let me just venmo you and she's like what what's venmo and i was like Somebody recently Did told me they didn't have Venmo. They're like, I can only pay PayPal. And I was like, no. No. I, no, no. I reject you. 2006. <laughs> I know. One of my friends goes, um, one of my friends goes, um, do you have Chase Quick Pay? And I was like, what, what year is this? Yeah. yeah. Venmo. May I fax you some <laughs> bills? <laughs> Bonkers. Um, Heather, what do you think about this whole YA sitch? And how did you end up in this world? 
or was it conscious choice, not conscious? It, it was a conscious choice. Like I think my career trajectory has been stumbling into opportunities that I made myself open and aware to, but always consciously. Like I, I genuinely feel like I'm forever 17. I'm a woman in my mid 30s. Um, I love kids television. I love YA programming. I also watch, you know, stuff that is made for the general market. Uh, but I think the thing that's really interesting to me was always drawn me to YA or whatever you want to call it, but programming that reflects the lives of young adults. So mm -hmm. that's why to me, I'm not so offended by the, the term YA because that's how I look at it. And I've always felt a burning passion, um, to have that and to make sure that that exists and that's out there because I loved watching TV and I loved being a part of these worlds as I was growing up. And there was a time that people were not buying, mm -hmm. you know, kids, family, you know, and when I say, sorry, like tween, they were like, fan, like Disney, Nickelodeon, I think mm -hmm. that's kind of in a different bucket. There was a big gap of time that like you couldn't set up any kind of programming for teenagers. I'll just say teenagers. And I don't know, that kind of made my heart hurt. It's like, I can't imagine growing up in a time where like I didn't have myself in some way reflected back at me. Mm -hmm. um, and now more than ever, again, there's so much opportunity for that. There's so many platforms for that. And I really feel like it's our job to ensure that these stories are reflected, that any kind of teen person that is watching or consuming content can find themselves somewhere reflected on screen like I think as simple as that and who who is drawn to that like of course like as a younger person you watch that and it's aspirational to you because you look up to that mm -hmm. you want to be that as an older person you're watching that um and you've been through those experiences it's like you, cathartic it's, it's cathartic yeah. it's nostalgic it's it, it, it brings you back to a time in your life that you either want to relive or wish you could do a different way mm -hmm. whatever it might be uh, so in that way, I actually think YA content is really unique because it does cross such a barrier beyond just like age and demographics. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't bother me, but I think it's necessary. And that's why it ex excites me. And I think it also like it gives you an opportunity to explore firsts. It gives you an opportunity yeah. to explore beginnings, transitions in life. Um, and those are universal themes totally. that will never go away. Yeah. Like I used to always describe it as, you know, look at each generation um, and they have their thing. Like, you know, when the Beatles came and hysteria happened with teenagers, mm -hmm. how is that any different than if going on the boy band theme? Like, uh, you know, New Kids on the Block, Backstreet Boys and Sync, like Bieber, One Direction. Right. But I mean, the theme is reflected in content. Like, if you put it out there, there is always going to be a hunger and a thirst to, again, like, see yourself. And kids aren't stupid. Teenagers aren't stupid. And and they yearn, again, to, like, see themselves reflected as they are or a twinge of aspiration of who they wish that they can be and live out mm -hmm. on screen. And mm -hmm. everyone deserves to see that, no matter what age you are. Totally. But it just seems that a lot of times, you know, um, I, I think especially before the resurgence, or, or like, I shouldn't say, especially before kind of like our digital first age came about, it was really hard to see more authentic versions of yourself reflected. And I think that's the most exciting thing to present and to put out there mm -hmm. is giving the youth the youth that <laughs> like everyone deserves that like they're watching broad content like you talk right. to you know you talk to 18 to 22 year olds and they're, you're like what's your favorite show and they're like Gilmore Girls The Office mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. like this and it's like that's also the beauty of having everything ready and streamable is that you can access things that you never would have had access to but again going back to that like you could watch Veronica Mars yeah right. that's been 10 years off of the air and it still is relevant to younger people now, again, there's just universal themes are universal themes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. I'm. You you just said digital first age, and I was oh. like, what digital age are we in now? <laughs> I, I think we're still there. Still there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. You cool. brought I up this. Like, oh, how, old? <laughs> how old am I? <laughs> you brought up this word that I keep hearing, um, mm -hmm. authentic, authentic, mm -hmm. authenticity. Um, and I was wondering if you would speak a little more to that because this is kind of like a hot, if you're a creator mm -hmm. right now, that's the word that you keep hearing over and over, this authentic voice. Um, and I was wondering what that 
sort of means to you right now? Well, (laughs) (laughs) depends on what side of the industry I think that you sit. Uh, I'll say the blanket statement is everyone is absolutely looking for and trying their best to make content that, again, is authentic and that is going to speak directly to their audience. And that is another thing that is the beauty of digital, that you can reach these niche audiences that you haven't really been able to target before. Um, and there's a little barrier to entry and there's access to mm-hmm. that. I think, you know, authenticity means something different to everybody um, and how it's executed <laughs> as well. <laughs> but I think the the the... the the headline of that is we're all better for it and in better positions on both sides, uh, being the consumer and, you know, us being the supplier, that that is something that is forefront, that all the buyers are saying, all the studios are saying, all the production mm-hmm. companies are saying, all the distributors are saying. So the fact that everyone is aligned in that um, is only going to get better and be better for everyone else. Now, in execution, is that the truth? Mm. who's to say but you know it's it's good for all of us that we're moving in that way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think um some of the most successful creators are what we call like quote-unquote authentic um it's like telling stories that you you've experienced in some way not saying you can't have an imagination and you can't write about dragons but maybe you know your quote-unquote dragon queen is you in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that goes a lot to, you know, the way our industry is changing is we're giving more and more different types of people a chance. Um, Before, all of our movies were written by white guys. Mm -hmm. None of that was authentic. I mean, except for the racist ones, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) um, and now we actually have, you know, we have, well, we've always had them, but now Mm -hmm. we're paying attention, I guess to um, creators from all different backgrounds mm-hmm. and realizing that not only are their, their stories, they're, they're not just valid, but they're, they're, they're great and we want to watch them um, and we're excited to watch them because we haven't watched them before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It's and I think leaning into that, um, again, crosses all barriers of demographics. Everyone wants to talk about demographics and what Mm -hmm. Hawaii means, what general Mm -hmm. market means. But ultimately, like, when you're thinking about what you watch and what you love, it comes down to, like, do you feel that connection with some kind of character that you see reflected on the screen? And sometimes that's not yourself reflected. But, again, that comes down to the thread of, like, if that person is authentic and living their authentic life, um, you know, it's easier for us to kind of connect to that, even if you're not exactly that, being able to kind of connect and realize, like, oh, I see where this person's coming from, like, they're living their truth, uh, I think is really appealing, and that excites me that we're doing that on the digital side, but even on the linear mm-hmm. TV, they're they're moving more into that direction, and again, I think that can only make things better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Like, there is no other Aquafina. There is no mm-hmm. other, right. like, like we wouldn't have found Bieber if he didn't have that YouTube video where he was just, you know, Oh, he would have been found. Camera. <laughs> 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 but, like, I feel like Aquafina is, like, a really good example. Yeah. Like, she's rapping about her. her vag, and you're like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. And you're like, this is amazing. And it's 100% her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. why you pay attention. Totally, totally. Cupcake, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know that rapper. I'm, like, obsessed with her. Praise be. You I have to like immediately. Yeah, after the Should podcast. Should we, like, play a Can Cupcake play song right now? <gasps> Can we? Let's do uh, it. It's worth it. It's going to take a minute. Cupcake, if you're listening, we want you to come on the podcast. No, no, no. Giving head. Giving head. Hunt me, fuck me. Daddy better make me so you better. Hunt me, fuck me. My tunnel loves a deep throat. Lick, 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 lick. Oh wow. I wanna eat your dick, but I can't fuck up my nails. Yeah. So I'ma pick you it did up. Not give an explicit warning. Not wide explicit. open. Not wide open. Not wide open like I was at the dentist. Not wide open. Not wide open. I could see me driving around to the. Oh hell yeah. So that's Cupcake. I just oh, saw, I recently you. saw her thank in you. Las Vegas, and oh, people we love her. died for her. They were just like, oh, what is Cupcake. happening? It was amazing. Yeah. It was fantastic. 
But yeah, I just feel like that's the beauty of the internet. Like you can let all your strangeness hang out yeah. and somebody can be like, I like that weird. I like that brand of weird. I see that weird. Yeah. And that's what's so great about it. Anyway. <laughs> How do you guys <laughs> Segway. Heather is scandalized? <laughs> I am. <laughs> but I'm I still highly, highly recommend. She's like my height. I'm not five feet tall. We're like the same size. She's from Chicago. She has huge hair. She's a black woman. If you There's one that. called Vagina. She's amazing. She's amazing. Cupcake, if you cupcake. want to come on, if you somehow found clam bake, please. We're ready for you. Anyway. <laughs> also, <laughs> the other great thing about when we haven't had people in the studio for a while is we realize just how crazy we are to the common man. Lindsay and I are full woman. gray gardens. <laughs> perfectly normal and then we whenever we have people in here and we do our intro people are like who are these crazy <laughs> bees no but we're oh. we're normalizing asking how your clam is doing yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah 100 percent um what were we talking about <laughs> oh, authenticity, authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. well speaking of like authenticity and getting the word out and all kinds of weird uh social media is a big part of that Social media, how is it changing this space, interacting with this space, the way that we view content? How do we navigate it? Well, I mean, if you told me, I don't know when Snapchat started, but five years ago that the new social media was going to be disappearing content, I would have been like, you're crazy. We're all about the, you know, the Facebook, the recorded, the on this day, we get to look back, the nostalgia. Um, but it's becoming clear that that got old real quick and we moved on to this kind of disappearing content and we love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's where I post most of my stuff is um, Snapchat Snapchat stories or I guess Instagram stories because they were like, fuck you, Snapchat. We're just going to rip everything you do and do it just as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. So kudos, I guess. But your mom's probably on Insta and she is not on Snapchat. That's a valid point. I never went on Snapchat Mm -hmm. and I'm not that old. I'm but way <laughs> older than you, and I'm s- Snapchat is my jam. I need to learn it. Oh. I will. I will drunk Snapchat. I will never drunk Instagram story. Because your mom is on Instagram. My I'll on drunk Instagram. Instagram. My mom has <laughs> shout out shout out to my mother. She's got two Instagrams because she's what? Oh what? She is hip AF. I tell you that. Um, Mama Hamilton. Mom. She's got a like a quote unquote professional one. I'm like, give her Mom. a plug. Give her a plug. I'm yeah. Gonna what's her right handle? Now. Let's uh, all follow her. Tra- travel with Donna with the underscores for spaces. Doing it. Following travel right with now. Donna. Um, yeah. She she she, Queen. she she just retired. She's traveling the world. Um, and she's a badass mofo, badass <laughs> feminist as well. She uh, she also sued under Title Nine. So she's <gasps> whoa. She's, she's legit. I tell she's you, you guys should get is. Donna on. I know. Your show. I'm like Donna needs to yeah, come on. DK. We need to get her yeah in this dungeon um but but so so i guess back to like the social media where is it going it's i have no freaking idea Mm because i wouldn't have said it was going to disappear um like snapchat stories just disappear literally i can talk a little bit more to the side of how it's changed the business Mm -hmm. yes please um and i'm not gonna go deep into it because i'm two vodkas deep (laughs) 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 um but, you know, again, like when I started out, there wasn't Twitter, there wasn't Snapchat, there was Facebook. That was basically it. Um, and it was interesting. So I actually started my career in casting, and then I moved to talent management and then to producing. So it was like really crazy to see the shift of what having a social media following could do for casting. Yeah. So, you know, when you went from more of the traditional way of doing it to, Actually, like when you would, on either side, right? Like whether you are the production company or studio looking to cast your leads um, or you're pitching your clients, it was almost an immediate shift of, well, what's the following? Um, Which is like mind blowing to think about, honestly, because at that time, like who knew? Like when Twitter came, who knew what Twitter would become? And especially since that was kind of like the first Mm -hmm. social media other than Facebook. Um, but Don't forget MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> no, MySpace. I'm forgetting MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> and Friendster. Um, oh, Friendster, God. No, but, you know, that was different. So, like, those 
are very different than like what mm-hmm. is the, the mm-hmm. we'll call it the mm-hmm. second generation. Yes, yeah. I don't know what the real lingo is, but the second generation of social. So yeah, for but like as a screenwriter, for example, when I have I do have a couple yeah. of friends who got screenwriting deals from their yeah. Twitter, and I was like, kill me. Well, it's like all the influencers yeah. getting all the mm-hmm. acting jobs from it, you know. Yeah. But you get it monetarily. But that didn't happen 10 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it was really interesting to see that shift. And Twitter was the first one, then Instagram. Um, but it was literally a part of the conversation of the packages that we have. It's mm-hmm. like, what is the reach? Even real, quote unquote, I am using air quotes right now, real actors, <laughs> it transitioned from what is their social reach. And that, at that moment, I was like, oh, this is going to be something because it was very it was it was a little easier then when it was just twitter to dismiss like oh what is this right. it's like 140 characters like who cares what your like inner monologue is to oh no as these other platforms are rolling out this can you can actually create a business around this yeah totally. and even when there wasn't business models around it you could definitely see the value that building your own community and following could have yeah to now where you know what you were just saying is um, well you look at like Issa Rae and you know Rachel Bloom although she did have a lot of like writer's room Mm -hmm. and UCB experience but or like Tyler Oakley or like Grace and Hannah you know like they're moguls I mean Mm -hmm. they're (laughs) no 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 qualifier no I mean or anything no they are just balling badass bitches yes Putting out content mm-hmm. incessantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> content machine. It's wild. It's wild. I, th- I think social media has made every single person a creator, and if not a creator, a curator like mm-hmm. of content. Yeah. Totally. Um, like, even my personal Facebook page, I am a quote-unquote creator in some way, mm-hmm. you know, even though my following might be just 500 friends, and, you know half of my likes might be dedicated to aunts but like <laughs> but those aunts and matter. donna and Do- donna shout out those to are authentic like you know yes. but <laughs> it, it's, it's given everyone the chance to be creative mm-hmm. um and even if it's just like curating the like or the uh, links you post like you're still defining your audience and who you're appealing to and it gave a generation a voice yes. let's yes. be honest yes. and bring it back no matter what your opinion is on social influencers or whatever we're calling it today yesterday or tomorrow like it genuinely gave a whole generation Mm -hmm. a voice and it's pushed us to now where we have the opportunity to figure out how to make business models around it one and two to really build content around that as well and i genuinely believe if a facebook didn't exist then i don't know if we would be really telling these stories that we're Mm -hmm. telling right now that we're talking about about reflecting diverse diversity on screen and different voices and points of view because everything was controlled by a very specific set of people for so long white guys you can say it (laughs) i won't disagree um but now it was like this this was coming up and it was a threat so it's either like you accept it or you lose um, yeah. And right yeah. now we're in some form of an in-between. And mm-hmm. oh, again, we got to go full on yeah. accept because we got to dive Facebook's into it. mission is they yeah. want you to be on Facebook. Never turn it off. They're going TV. They're going movies. Mm-hmm. You'll never turn your Facebook off. Yep. They're going there. Well, it's the next frontier. We've got to, but technically we're in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of where the business is yeah. and where money is. Totally. Um, Facebook got a lot of money, though. Yes. <laughs> in general, the whole entire like entertainment industry mm-hmm. ecosystem. Totally. Uh but ultimately, I don't think that there really would have been a catalyst to push these new voices yeah. mm-hmm. out into the market. General market, I'll say, general marketplace where everyone can see it and have totally. access to it. It democratized yeah. content. You know, the people got to decide mm-hmm. what was good content. Yeah. Oh, man, it is so punk rock, huh? It is punk rock. It's really cool. Still is right now. I hope it doesn't change. Oh, it's it changing. It yeah, will. <laughs> it will change. Yeah. But 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 I think it has, you know, that and the combination of our current political mm-hmm. climate has really revealed a need yeah. for voices that we've ignored forever. Like, look at this the sweep that Atlanta did. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> we're sick of these we're sick of these boring formulas. Mm-hmm. At least, mm-hmm. well, not everyone. Is. No, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, then, you know to. 
toss the other side of the coin. Like, if we're being brutally honest and authentic here, like, all four of us sitting around this table are where we are now because of the opportunity that a digital revolution has yes. led to. Absolutely. Like, you know, I'm, again, like a woman in my mid-30s, and I've gotten very lucky to have all these opportunities in front of me um, to create this content and to push these things out there. But, like, that did not exist even when I first started my career. Mm -hmm. It just didn't. Mm -hmm. There was no way. I would have mm -hmm. been climbing the ranks at a network, still probably a coordinator, answering to all those dudes, not making anything that's interesting or different or reflecting, reflecting the times or the people or the voices. So, like, I feel like for that, I, I don't, I'm eternally grateful. I don't know where it's going. Uh, who knows where it's going? It's moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like, wherever, whatever side of it you land on, it's provided us Mm -hmm. all the community the the royal we opportunity and you two and us and all of us are part of shaping where that mm -hmm. goes too and I can't help but think like to have women's voices to have voices of color in that conversation fucking finally mm -hmm. has to lead to some sort of better outcome I hope yes and I'm again the shift is happening I've been in rooms now where we're making decisions and it's like oh, no, we need more diversity. And it's not just yeah. the women saying that or people of color saying that. It's more and more everybody is understanding that and saying that and at least realizing the importance of having that reflected on screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of fucked up things happening. Yes. But, like, these these great incremental shifts are occurring mm -hmm. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing to lose by doing that. You have nothing to lose. <laughs> By adding more voices, in my opinion. But. So what what have you found to be, like, the most successful or, like, the most compelling? I'm going to use the word YA. But or, like, no, the you content for the early you 20s. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, content out there. Like, what, what have you found yourself most gravitated towards? Sorry, I didn't Your face just totally lit up, and it makes me really happy. <laughs> Forever 17. See, like, yeah. when... <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> okay, I'm going to collect myself. Um, like, specific YA shows. Yeah, like, shows, TVs like, things you're drawn or... most towards. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love... I loved Riverdale, of course. Mm -hmm. I watched 13 Reasons Why, which mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to get into yeah. later. Um, and, you know, I, I binge YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that 10-minute bite-sized content that you can watch on your phone uh, while you're laying in bed or waiting in line is so valuable. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still a huge fan of Jenna, Jenna Marbles. I will never, never yes. let her go. Yes. She's got a lot of dogs. OG. OG I love Jenna dogs. Marbles. Uh, quality. She's so content. funny. Uh Freaking last month, she just all she did is put rhinestones all over her face, and that was like a you know ten minute video, mm -hmm. and I watched the shit out of it. I was <laughs> like, this is amazing quality content. Mm -hmm. I yes, I will sign up for this. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who features their dogs as much as, yeah. as that, I'm yeah. all in. She spent another one um, redoing the like uh, crawl space under her stairs into a dog living room. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Great. Adorable. I will watch Dogs. the crap out of I that any that. day. <laughs> I love that. Quality content. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Bless. 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 How about you? And I love that I watched Jenna Marbles mm -hmm. like probably in my first like a couple years after I was out of college and she's still relevant today. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely the first YouTuber I ever went into. Yeah. Authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Going back to it. You know, it's interesting. So like going back to the YA question. Again, and I've said this before, but I, I feel like it warrants repeating of, like, I just don't – it's hard for me to contextualize content within just the realm of, like, what is specifically YA. Mm -hmm. um, I'm most personally drawn to content that has those universal themes of, like, first becoming, um, coming of age, whatever mm -hmm. that might be, the, the, the struggle to figure out who you are, who you want to be, mm -hmm. who you shouldn't be, mm -hmm. all those great choices. Mm -hmm. Um, right now, I mean, I watch everything. I watch, I, I binge watch YouTube videos. I love, because I'm a little older, I don't really love watching things on my phone. Yeah. Ooh, I know. <laughs> but I love now that I can stream it on my television. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll come, I'll be watching TV and my husband will walk in and he's like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, no big deal. Just, like, streaming Ricky Dolan videos. It's all weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no judgment zone. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything from that, it's like I love a lot of the content on Go90. It's like I, Man, they're making I, so much content. It's I insane. Know, it's great. I like start watching. Like I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna like test out my watch a couple things. And three hours later, I'm like sucked in. I've watched like all tag, all guidance one and two. Mm-hmm. I've watched embeds. I'm like, also their docudramas are like the production quality yeah. is out of control because oh. Peter Berg is like all over the place on there. It's awesome. It's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Friday Night Lights. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> oh. Um. But you know, like uh, again, like going back, there's streaming services like make everything available to you. So like I watch, I watch current stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, when like I'm maybe hungover on a Sunday, uh, on my couch, like I, that's what I I turn to. That's like your comfort. So like I'll watch Gilmore Girls, Dead Like Me. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. Can oh, we talk it's about been a this? while. Okay, like that is one. Of, that show is so ahead of its <laughs> time. Like it's only got like one season, right? Female protagonist. She's short. just like figuring out what it's like to be dad. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more than that, right? Like mm-hmm. that's just the hook. Um, and it didn't last long because yeah. it just, uh, for whatever reasons, it was. But ultimately, like those are the stories that I love, and then yeah. I want to see like Veronica yeah. Mars, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you Buffy! Know? Like. You know, all of the boxes that will hit as, like, young female mm-hmm. protagonists in the world. But, again, like, that just was so rare growing up that you would see that, that you really gravitate towards that. But mm-hmm. I love now that there are more platforms and there are more ways to see that, whether it's, you know, going on YouTube and watching Jenna Marbles mm-hmm. um, or being able to access any content that has existed on television mm-hmm. for the past 35 years. Golden Girls still stands up, I'll say Hell it. Hell yes. yes. And a whole new audience is finding it. And a so whole new cool. audience. Oh, makes me yeah. so happy. Golden Girls, Three's Company, this stuff still stands up. Totally. But I think, again, it's all about just like finding those points of view and those different voices that aren't just kind of what you see all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blanche still has great advice. I Blanche mean. has great <laughs> advice. And Dorothy, I, she's just misunderstood. Do you know <laughs> what I mean, guys? Totally, totally. I'm just going to casually finish Do it. Line. Do it. Do you guys have any YA tropes that drive you totally nuts? <laughs> I did not prepare, so like <laughs> now I'm feeling visceral feelings. Um, please cut that out. <laughs> we no can cut that. Lindsay! No problem. Stephen! <laughs> Or maybe you can keep it. I don't know. Oh, um, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, quote, unquote, YA, you know, coming of age stories mm-hmm. are moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But the, the trope that used to make me so mad is the I'm invisible until a man sees me. Um, but I think, you know, that trope got old very quickly, not just to us, but to Gen Z. And mm-hmm. that's why people aren't making any it anymore because guess what it's not making them any money ha 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 gotcha with your wallet (laughs) you know like i feel like this whole transformation into let's tell diverse stories while i'm so excited about it it probably does come down to a bottom line they Mm -hmm. realize and luckily this generation gen z coming up is so smart they're so smart that they're not gonna they're not gonna Mm -hmm. accept the same old shit that Mm -hmm. people have accepted before yeah um and so, so th- luckily that storyline of, like, I don't mean anything until a man decides I mean something mm-hmm. is kind of disappearing. You still see it sometimes, though, and that's, I think, the one thing that kind of drives me crazy. Yes. I call that the savior complex yes. or the damsel in distress, and that is my – just grinds my gears. And I, th- <laughs> I, I think you can see that transition really clearly in Disney princesses. Yes, I was just yes. going to say that. Fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because you were talking about watching things when you were home. But, like, also shout out to Belle. Shout out to Belle. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Belle, though. OG feminist. Um, shout out to Belle. But, like, I, I love And Mary I Poppins. Love, yeah. I love Snoopy. That bitch. Mary Poppins is a bitch, and I love her. Yeah. Um, re- I was recently <laughs> hungover last Saturday, <laughs> and I watched a m- crazy amount of Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's awesome. Great. And, like, the last few from, like, Tangled, where she wasn't too interested in the man, to then Frozen, where they neither princess ended up with a man to Moana who didn't even look at a man in a romantic way like you can just see that progression mm-hmm. um and I might have cried like three times yeah whatever yeah oh this is I a love safe space <laughs> yes I love New Beauty and the Beast I just thought it was so good <laughs> the new one I loved it I know there's problems but it's good whatever yeah <laughs> I love that guest on 
Ew. Really? <laughs> He's so hot. No. Like Gaston is the worst. I know, but like those scenes were the best because they were actually like real time dance. Like it was old school musical numbers. Oh, I'm numbers. sorry. Are we talking about like dance moves? Yeah, we're we talking, talking about dance about moves, about not character are development. We're talking about the character. No, no, dance Gaston. moves. Strictly dance moves. Just dance moves. You okay? need to clarify. I mean, he's what very gay. About. He's clearly very gay. I know the fact that he. Had I don't know. Should we call somebody out like that? That's not very fair. <laughs> <laughs> He had to acknowledge and face it. So it was like a little right. bit of a, you know, forward. But he is still the worst. Yeah, Let's still be the worst. clear. He's the worst. All right. The I worst guy with the, the best dancer. I mean, I thought the beast was hot, whatever. But only in like cousin CGI Matthew form. Cousin Matthew is so hot. Yeah, cousin Matthew's hot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, what was your question? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, the tropes of YA that yeah. bother oh, yeah. you. Okay, yes. So it's like the savior or, you know, the damsel in distress. Again, like, I don't know if we're really totally moving away from it. Again, uh, steps in the right direction, but ultimately, like, it still will be made because certain people are making the decisions top down. And also, like, certain people are still watching it. It might not be the demographic that you think is watching it, but there are still people that are watching it that actually have TV might be still. 65 year old women. You said uh. it. He's <laughs> alluding to All it. You said it. Gals who voted for Trump. Well, there was young gals that voted for Trump, oh too, but that's another day. Another podcast. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I think, too, it's like what excites me is like reading a lot of YA as well that goes out into the world is that you see that shit happening like you know okay so like i love twilight i was like early adopter and like evangelist to all of my friends <laughs> that said you know that story of bella is that of being saved by yeah. a man vampire and damsel in distress and like quite pathetic quite actually she finds her strength but ultimately it comes through a man um that started to shift mm -hmm. like and it's exciting to start reading you know why books coming out now that that's not that same trope mm -hmm. that's occurring yeah. so like there is a shift that's happening mm -hmm. yeah everything takes time but it's moving there but ultimately like the damsel in distress is like this needing needing to have a savior is yeah. top of the the list yeah. i get real bummed out when ladies die of cancer and then the man is like uh, learning wanna, a big lesson i want to take care of you and i'm like ah, i can't watch this movie <laughs> i have to pee real quick i'll be right back oh, okay, keep talking. wait what was the movie sorry and i'm blanking we could look up um with um Khaleesi and the, yeah and the hawkeye from hunger games yes was that was this oh. the sundance one Anyways, it was like Me and it, Earl? It, no. no, 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 different. Okay, it was something else, and I'm blanking right now. Gosh, all the vodka, but <laughs> it flipped that paradigm because he was the one who was dying, and she was the one taking care of him. Oh my god, yeah, I, gotta I, see, I gotta see this. Oh my I god, have I not love seen when you Me after you. It. Me after you is a book. It was a book. Oh my god, I haven't even heard of this one. Yeah, it, it's like all the feels. This is a huge like deviation of our conversation, but it's all the feels, and it flips that paradigm completely because she's. She's the one who's, like, taking care of him. Like, she's not the one who, like, falls in love with him to save him. Like, he's slowly, he's, like, a cantankerous sick man and then, like, slowly falls in love with her. But ultimately, too, what I love about that movie, spoiler alert, yeah, is that neither one of them save each other. Like, the relationship that, that they love had it. brought about the best in both of them. Awesome. But neither of them end up saving each other. Like, the tools that they gathered from being in eventually a healthy relationship with one another that brought them to self-awareness is what brought them to where they need to be at the end of the movie oh god i gotta see it sorry it's I'm really so difficult to say that without giving spoilers it's all good i still will probably watch it because i'm glad somebody finally flipped yeah. it because i feel like there was like in the last two years there was like a time period where like three or four yeah. or five movies came out with where the lady was dying like, and i was like what is happening why are we putting all these movies out where the very young lady is dying? But whatever. I know some of them made a lot of money, so it's all good. I'm glad <laughs> they did. And there was a female protagonist. Speaking of female protagonists, slash female-driven, slash content for women. So we put these labels mm -hmm. on things. I went back. A question, because I like this question. <laughs> um, like, do you guys think that is helpful, or does it hurt when we're like, this? we check this box, this is female-driven, it's for women, like, 
for example, Girls' Night, where you say that's a movie for, for ladies or for chicks, it's killing it right now. Is it beneficial or is it hurtful by having that label? Well, Girls' Night is good for everyone because funny is funny is funny is fucking funny. Amen! Amen. Yes. <laughs> so, like, let's just quell that Let's quell that, quick. yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> okay. Coming from the side that I'm on, and again, like, I've been through seeing this, like, shift and change into moving into more female-driven and young-driven content. Um, I am happy about this. This brings me great joy. Is it helpful to label something so specifically that it makes that specific silo an other? I don't know. However, in the larger, like, macro scheme of things, it is absolutely great that that is something that is on decision makers' radar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, full stop. Like, we can discuss the semantics of that or, like, what that makes people feel or, like, how that positions certain X, Y, and Z. However, ultimately, um, it progresses different voices and points of view being pushed into the mainstream. And that is ultimately good for all of us. Um, what advice do you have for young creators looking to work in the YA space? Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. It's true. Like, just, like, keep at it. Like, keep creating. Keep trying. Some things will fail, but eventually something will succeed. And your perspective is the only thing that makes you you. There's nothing else that differentiates you. Like, you are the only one that can create that piece of content because it's you. Mm-hmm. And work. And Yeah. That sounds like something that is quite trite um, and irrelevant, but honestly, um, work. Like, work, refine, just do it. Keep like, now it. is an b- amazing time to be alive as a creator. Um, there's such a low barrier to entry that never existed mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. if you have that fire within you you have a story to tell tell it by any means necessary and just keep doing the work like you'll get to where you want to be eventually um but just do it like let your voice be heard and get out there don't be afraid like yeah. uh, maybe this is like veering too much into like weird life advice or unsolicited advice no it's mm-hmm. totally solicited I'm like, <laughs> Please. Thank, thank you for that validation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, what? ask yourself the question, if we're talking about, like, tangible real advice to young people or any age people that are, like, looking to chase a dream to tell a story. Ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can possibly happen? And literally go down that dark and twisted path. Because the answer to that is not that you will literally die. So you really have nothing to lose like fear is a great tool sometimes to actually use but also to vanquish if you go down that path of saying what is the worst that can happen and if the worst that can happen is that some trolls tell you you're a piece of shit (laughs) who cares like Mm -hmm. Who cares? I get psyched when I get trolls. Yeah. I know. Yeah, just do it. Bring on the trolls, baby. <laughs> and I want to say, like, don't get hung up on the likes. Yeah. Like, we're so obsessed with, like, social media has, like, made, you know, approval quantifiable. Like, we don't get our qual. I don't know what the word is. But, like, don't get hung up on, like, the number of likes. Just keep creating. Keep doing. Keep mm-hmm. making. Um Because that's what will make you stand out. Yeah. And again, going back to, like, actually on the buyer side of things and, like, making content and getting paid to make content, what makes you stand out is your unique point of view and voice, and that brings you back to hashtag authentic. I was going to (laughs) say. You know, like. (laughs) Right back around. It's true, though. Like, when people say they want something authentic, ultimately the note behind that note is that they want to see and hear something that they haven't seen and heard before. Mm -hmm. And that just comes from a person, a group of people telling their story in a way that we've never seen because it's your story. So just don't stop and don't be deterred by the haters or the negativity that you have. Just get out there and do it and hone your craft, whatever that might be, and until you get to a point where you can just tell your story and then other people pay you to tell your story. And that's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. That is, yep. that is absolutely the best. 
This has been so amazing. Oh, the best. Are we done? We we Sadly. are. We're gonna ask you guys to play a game, so don't stay in the room after. We don't I still run have out. vodka. I'm not going anywhere. Oh yeah, we're hanging um, out for a bit. But this this segment is done. Thank you so much for listening, Clams. Thank you for being here, Samantha and Heather. This was so cool. Yes, it really was. Loved. This was awesome. So much good information. So much good Thank advice. Thank you for having us. Thank oh, you. yeah. So so I hope good. we don't disappoint. Oh, no. no. This Seriously. is going to be a fun I, th- one. I thought awesome. I was going to be a dud. Not no. at all. You so know what? Good. We need to take our own advice. Fuck you, haters. Yeah. 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 I'm just kidding, Mom. I don't mean I'm that. Just, I'm, <laughs> all, I'm authentic as shit. Yeah, we're all authentic. <laughs> we were all our clams. With some liquid courage. Yeah. Totally. Clams, as per usual. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you. You can reach out to us on social media. Follow us. You can subscribe to our podcast. And you please can leave us a review. Um, thank you for tuning in, Clams. As always, thank you for being here. Have a great Clams type week. Welcome to the Clam Lake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of vaginas talking. Okay, Muriel, go. Do you like hiking? Sure do. Do you like juicing? Hell no. Do you like getting your butthole steamed? Sounds great. Then this is the podcast for you. My name is Nick. I'm Muriel. And we are the hosts of Hella Hella in in Your Your 30s, 30s, a podcast about one couple's guide to conquering the dirty 30s. That's right. We drop episodes every Monday, so check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Because you are Hella Hella in in Your your 30s. 30s. What's a creative podcast network? Work.